So today I want us to go through the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. Um, I think we just read from verse 1 right to the, to the end of it, which is verse 16. I would appreciate if you could get your Bible um, and you read, um, you read together with me because it actually um, sticks a bit more, you know, or should I say has a better effect. So it reads the following. So Paul's writing to the Corinthians church. He says to them, I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, uh, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything amongst you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Let me repeat that. He says, my speech, so the guy's speech and his preaching was not in with enticing words of man's wisdom, but the man's speech and his preaching was in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That is very important to understand because when people speak about the demonstration of the spirit of power, they think it has nothing to do with the speech and with the preaching. The man is saying, when I spoke to you or when I preached to you, it wasn't with enticing words. Rather, I was demonstrating um, the spirit um, and the power, right? Then he says in verse 5, the reason why he's doing this, he says in verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. Now, in the previous chapter, he had actually alluded as to what is the power of God, right? Um, so I think it would, it would be injustice for me not to clarify that. So in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, when you read about uh, verse 20, 23, we'll take it out of context a bit. It says, but we preach Christ crucified, okay? To the Jews a stumbling block, to the Greeks is foolishness. But to them who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. So when it comes to the second chapter, don't be mistaken and think the power is some, is some explosion somewhere. No, no, no. It's the Christ. Hallelujah. It says Christ the power and the wisdom of God. So when he says, he says to them, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words, uh, but it was in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith should stand in the wisdom, should not stand rather, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, which is the Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know if you understand that. Then he says, however, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. That word perfect, that means mature. All right. To the mature, we speak the wisdom. Right, amen. And he says, Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God, meaning the Christ in a mystery. <laughs> the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. Because they would have known that this is the power of God. And this, they wouldn't have not done it. Right? So, um, this is quite interesting. He says to them, look, 
Um, I didn't come with, with enticing words. I didn't come with eloquency here. I came with, with the demonstration. My speech and my preaching was in demonstration of the spirit and power. Meaning when the men ministered, there was a demonstration of the spirit and the power. It says, but however, to the mature now, we speak this wisdom in a mystery. Right? And then he says, verse 9. A very common quoted verse. But as it is written, I has not seen ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things, underline, which God has prepared for them that love him. This is a direct quote from Isaiah 64, right? So I just want us to go through that, that, that where he's taking it from, um, just to, to, to get the, 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 actual, the actual scripture where, where Paul is quoting this from. Isaiah 64, verse 4. But I'll take it from verse 1. He says, Isaiah says, Oh, that thou would rent the heavens to open them up. Amen. Oh, that you may open up the heavens, that you can come down, that the mountains flow down at your presence. Okay. As when the melting fire burns, the fire causes the waters to boil, to make, the, the, to make thy name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When thou didst terrible, uh, terrible things which we looked not for, that thou comest down and the mountains flow down at your presence. Verse 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, that's a, that's, 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 that's a part that Paul didn't mention then. He says, Since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, they have not perceived by the ear, neither has the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what you have prepared for him that waits for him. Hallelujah. So no man ever since the world began. The Bible says no man has actually has not heard nor perceived by ear. Nor seen with their own eyes. The things that God has prepared for them that love him or wait for him. So Paul quotes that in the midst of saying we I preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. I don't come with enticing words. My preaching and my speech is to demonstrate the power and the spirit. So he says, listen, um, so that your faith might be, might stand in the power of God. Now, he says, we speak this wisdom. We speak this wisdom, the Christ in a mystery. And he says, had they known, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified. But as it is written, I has not seen ear has not heard neither have entered unto the heart of men the things which god has prepared for them that love them that love him verse 10 blows your mind away but god has revealed them unto us by his spirit hallelujah so this is a fulfillment of what Isaiah writes. It says, guys, there's things that we haven't perceived the stuff that we haven't seen paul says guys these things have been revealed to us by the spirit so whenever you mention this verse, it must always account to the fact that these things have been revealed. They do not remain a mystery. They still do not remain unseen in our eyes. They have been revealed to us by the Spirit. Then he explains how. He says, for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what, man's, for what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Right? You, okay? You never know what's in a man except his spirit. Um, even so the things of God. No man knows that, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Hallelujah. 
this is awesome. The Spirit gives a revelation of the knowledge of the things that have been freely given. No, no need for works here. No need to, to do certain things to achieve these things that we're talking about. Freely given to us. Which things also we speak. Woo! Isn't this amazing? Not only does the Spirit reveal these things that are hidden to us, to God, these things we speak. The righteousness of God speaks. It doesn't say who will go up and bring Christ down. Who will go to the abyss and bring Christ from the dead. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart to speak it. It says these things have been revealed to us by the Spirit of God. Freely given to us. Now these things we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teach. But which the Holy Ghost teaching uh, teacheth. We're comparing spiritual stuff with spiritual I'll share that some other day. But the natural man receives not the things of God or not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Verse 16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord, eh, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Who has known the mind of the Lord that you may instruct him? Um, but we have the mind of, 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 of Christ. Um, you know, that word instruct day is not to actually say, Hey, God, turn left. God, turn right. No, it's not that. It's, it means to bring together. The, 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 the literal word is tonight together. So the actual meaning of it is that who has the mind of the Lord that you, can, you may be united to be together and to be joined to him. You understand? To be knighted together with him. Then he says, oh, we have the mind of Christ. We are now knighted together with Christ. So away with thoughts that say I, that we don't know the mind of God. We don't know the thoughts um, of God and all of that. And, and we quote Isaiah 55 out of context and say, oh, his ways are higher than ours. He was speaking to the unrighteous man. He says to the your ways are higher than my ways are higher than you unrighteous man. He even as tells that the unrighteous, he says, ten Turn your ways and come to me and I'll receive you. Amen. Go check it out in Isaiah 55 from verse 6. You'll check out the context in which, in which God says his thoughts are higher than ours. But this is what I wanted to share with you today. That at the end of it all, it boils down to Jesus Christ. At the end of it all, it's about understanding that there's, the, 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 there's, there are things that the Spirit of God will reveal to us and have been revealed to us. And we, we have to understand that they've been freely given to us for us to speak these things. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, they are spiritually discerned. They cannot be received by any kind of man. This, I, want, I hope this encourages you in, 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 in actually seeing where you stand as a believer. You should not be thinking that uh, certain things are beyond you. Listen, God wants to unite together his thoughts with you. Um, his, 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 his heartbeat. That you may know his ways and know his thoughts. He says, who has known the mind of the Lord that you may actually instruct him? He says, but we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have the mind of Christ. So guys, I just wanted to, I hope this blesses you in many ways. And to know that the, the, the things that they cried out for in Isaiah are, are a reality to us. And what matters the most is actually the Christ and him crucified. The all eloquence and motivational speak does not help. It is about the Christ and him crucified. Be blessed. Be blessed, child of God, because you have the spirit that searches the deep things of God, which have been freely revealed to you. You speak them in Jesus name. Amen.